Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast. Terry DuPont is the founder of DuPont Advisory Group, a group dedicated to providing comprehensive services to successful business owners, medical, and other professionals. Terry has top-of-the-table status in the prestigious International Million Dollar Roundtable, placing him among the top one-tenth of 1% of all professional financial advisors in the world. Terry's philosophy is, I've learned that I grow and prosper more by focusing on the success of others rather than fretting over my own. Terry is a certified financial professional with the Institute of Financial Wellness, an advisor for the power of zero taxes in retirement, chartered retirement plans specialist, certified wealth preservation planner, and certified philanthropic developer. On the podcast, Terry brings together experts in their field who have succeeded in building their business to share their secrets with you. And now, here's your host, Terry DuPont. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. And I'm your host, Terry DuPont. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have with us Mr. Kevin Eikenberry. And Kevin is the founder and chief potential officer at the Kevin uh, Eikenberg Group in Indianapolis. Um, the uh, Kevin and his team provide speaking, training, consulting, and coaching services to organizations who believe in investing in their most valuable assets, and that'd be their people. Kevin, welcome to the show. Terry, it's a pleasure to be with you. We're glad to have you here. So, um, Kevin, can you tell us uh, and, and our audience a little bit more about you and, and why you started your business? Well, we, uh, Terry, just celebrated a few months ago our 30th anniversary in business, and I think the the average uh, small business lasts eight and a half years. And so we, we've, we've beaten the odds in that regard. Uh, so I worked in, I worked in corporate America prior to that and, uh, and decided I, I had found what I wanted to do with my life, which was to work with organizations, teams, and leaders to make them more effective, help them be more effective. So I started that and like most people that do the kinds of things we do, it started out, it was just Kevin. Um, but we've had a team now for a, a long, a long time, probably well over, well, probably close to 25 of those 30 years. And, um, and our team now is spread out across the United States and we've worked with, worked with leaders and organizations in 53 countries. Wow. Awesome. I didn't know you'd expanded that much in 30 years. That's quite a testament. Yeah. Uh, did, now, did you do this in the corporate world too when you were a corporate employee? Yeah, I, I started out in sales and I was in marketing roles. But before I left Chevron, I was I worked in the uh, corporate training and development group, and okay. uh, really really found Terry there that that was the work that I was put on the planet to do. And uh, I, I grew up in a family business, and so I always had had planned to eventually work for myself. So um, once I figured out this was the the right thing, I made that made that shift and uh and really haven't looked back awesome awesome during these uh 30 past years uh, kevin makes me sound old terry sorry well uh, i've been doing i've been in business 47 years so uh <laughs> so i'll make you feel younger how's that uh, right. <laughs> uh it during those 30 years what do you think your uh, biggest challenge has been I, I don't know i mean 
I, I don't usually think about things in that in that way, but certainly there have been plenty, right? Um, you know, when you when you run a small business, there certainly have been times when cash flow has been a challenge at, at certain points in time. Thankfully, not that often, and thankfully that seems to be further in the rearview mirror uh, most of the time. Uh, I'll knock on wood on that. Uh, but I, I think that the probably the single biggest challenge that I, I I would say that we always face is trying to figure out how to uh, attract more of the right clients that can, that can really not only those that, that are looking for the kinds of products and services that we provide, but beyond that, Terry, that are really a good fit for us because we, we want to attract clients, but we want to attract clients that are, that are good fits, not just of our services for them, but of them with us. And so, uh, you know, building the pipeline and getting the right kinds of clients. I've always been uh, an important part of the business. And I, I guess you could call that a challenge. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I believe it is. Uh, it's ongoing to, to one degree or another. Um, so in your journey into leadership uh, and remote working and consulting, um, it looks like it's become quite extensive. What, what inspired you to delve into this field particularly? Uh, focusing on uh, leadership and remote slash hybrid work. Right. So so we've been in the leadership development business for nearly this entire 30 years. And um, we found we had more and more clients that were, that, ha- that were like me, had some of their team, some or all of their team were remote. And so uh, I started working with a gentleman named Wayne Tremell, who had a company at the time called Great Web Meetings. And, uh, and he was really one of the best in the world at helping people use the primitive web tools that we had then to do virtual, virtual training, virtual sales presentations and that sort of thing. So he was really excellent at communicating using those technologies. And so we, we came together to start to use some of what he had along with what we were doing around, around leadership to start to do that, this kind of work long before the, the pandemic. So we wrote the law, so I bought his company, uh, and then we wrote a book called The Long Distance Leader that came out in uh, 2018, so back when Corona was still a beer, and um, and so we were sort of on the front end of that curve because there were already people, as you know, that were already leading teams that were remote or hybrid in some ways. Maybe we didn't use those words in every case, uh, and maybe it didn't extend past a sales team that might be spread out, but we've been helping people with that for a decade now or nearly and um and and you know we're we're able to help a lot more people obviously once the pandemic hit right right cool you know with with over three decades of experience uh in leadership uh, and learning consulting um what significant changes uh have you witnessed and in how organizations approach leadership development and fostering potential within their teams yeah, that's a big question. Um, so the first thing I would say is that while the context of leading continues to change, right? Like mm-hmm. we went through this pandemic and we've, we've more and more people have worked, worked remotely. They may be leading hybrid teams. And also that's context. Leadership hasn't really changed. Um, what's happened is context has changed, right? We went, if you go back far enough, when when everyone worked in very small teams to then we had the industrial revolution and we sort of had to figure out how to lead larger groups of people. It was still leading people. 
right? And so leaders had to get figure out how to get good at understanding uh, the needs and wants and the dynamics of, of human behavior and all those sorts of things. So what's happened over time is as context has changed and as technology has changed, it's it's it started to to challenge some of what people thought leadership needed to look like in the industrial age. And, and that's that's led organizations to think differently about how they train those leaders. Unfortunately, many haven't really caught up with some of that yet. And then, of course, the other thing that's so so uh, approaches to leadership and what's most important in leadership in terms of building skills has adjusted leadership itself. I don't believe has fundamentally changed. It still has always been about helping people move in a direction that would be valuable for everyone. So uh, reaching valuable outcomes with and through others is how we like to talk about it. Right. But the other the other half of your question, Terry, is what's changed is there's so many more ways in which we can help people learn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back when you and I, you and I were young, which was, as we both now determined, was a long time ago, you know, you thought, well, you go to a class, you read a book. Well, we can still do those things, but now we can take that class in lots of different ways. Uh, we can take it on our television. We can take it on our laptop. Uh, we can take it on our phone. Um, we can we can use small video. We can use blended learning sorts of solutions, all those sorts of things. And more and more clients are looking for more than just a class. Right. Um and, and 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 thankfully, that's a lot of the kinds of things that we provide is lots of different approaches and blended approaches to help people build the specific skills that they need to work on. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Kevin, what's something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Well, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> I think when I started, one of the things that I would have done differently uh, is I would have started writing more sooner. Um, I have now been a an author uh, contributing author or co-author to something like i think it's 23 books um and, and yet i did i waited way too long to start doing that so i think that that's one thing that uh i i think i've learned i've learned a lot about uh building a business about leading a team over those years and and i think if you could say what's one thing that i wish i would have known i wish i would have known myself better uh, because I think the journey to self-awareness is a huge piece of us being successful in life, but also to being successful as a business owner and leader. Right. Okay. Good, good. Um, you've a- emphasized uh, the importance of ongoing learning. How do you uh, encourage a culture uh, of continuous learning within an organization, especially in a landscape where change is so much constant now? Well, I think it's because change is constant that we need to have a learning culture. Like if everything was status quo, then we wouldn't need to think about learning maybe quite as much. Uh, so I, I would say a couple of things and I'll just speak. I mean, we help clients do this all the time, but I'll just speak sort of personally from our own team. Mm-hmm. And that is that when we hire uh, one of the things I'm looking for is I'm looking for people who are predisposed to be learners. Um, and, and so you build culture through the expectations that you have uh, and the behaviors that are exhibited, but you can also help to think about that in terms of the people that you bring in, right? We all know that some people seem to be more predisposed to being open to learning than others. And so I'm always on the lookout for those people 
uh, Terry, and picking those people first, encourage others to do the same. But once we get them in our organization, or or if you're leading a team and, well, Kevin, I got the people I got, right? That's that's fine. So then the question is like, number one, if you want a culture of learning, are you learning? Because they're watching you right. first. And, and the second thing is, is then you start to make sure that everyone has a picture of what they want, the, the why's for their learning and what and knowing what they want to learn so that you can help them in that way. And you don't want to be in the mode of prescribing to them, but rather coming alongside them. So, and then I'll, I'll sort of close with the, the point that we were making a minute ago is you create a learning culture by having lots of different ways for people to learn. So when, when people, do you have mentors internal to the organization for people when they join the team, for example, do you have, uh, you know, do you sponsor a book club uh, within the team? Do you uh, do you share learnings? Like if people are going to conferences or meetings, are they coming back and sharing that with the larger group? Do you have channels in your in your uh, chatting tools or Microsoft Teams or whatever you're using where people are sharing what they're learning? Do you do you talk about what you're learning in your team meetings? Like what I'm saying is Terry is that you've got to incorporate it into everything that you're doing if you really want to make it. Right. That's those are very, very uh, important points. Thing, and I hadn't thought of some of them myself. So uh, that's good stuff. Um, your podcast, the Remarkable Leadership Podcast, uh, has hosted uh, numerous guests. Um, what have been some of the most insightful uh, discussions or key takeaways uh, from these conversations that have shaped your own perspectives on leadership and learning? You know, uh, Terry, I just did it. I just did an episode earlier today. I'm doing another one tomorrow and, and recording them. So, uh, as an ongoing thing, and we've been doing, I think today we recorded episode number 419. So, uh, you know, the collective, uh, lessons are, are many, right. Uh, I've had the opportunity to have conversations with some of my heroes, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think that, the the general thing is that I, I think I've learned more from doing it. I mean, I, we're blessed. We've had you know hundreds of thousands of people download and presumably listen to the shows, and yet I, I feel like I've learned so much simply by being able to have those conversations. And I, and so I've learned from those people and what they're sharing, you know, that sort of the direct things that they're talking about, uh, whether it's about culture, whether it's about productivity, whether it's personal learning and development, whether it's leading a team or whatever it might be. But I've also learned a lot about getting better at the craft that you and I are doing now, right? By watching others uh, and trying to learn how to do a better job of asking questions, of stepping back and listening and, and, and those sorts of things. Like, I, I think if anything, if you force me to say what's one thing I've gotten from doing it is that I've gotten better at the craft of leading them, which has made me better at asking questions and listening Sure. in all situations, not just when the, when the mic and the, and the lights are on. Yeah. Good. Very good point. Yeah. I've noticed that myself uh, and I, I haven't been doing this as long as you have. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, but uh, I have uh, picked up some tips along the way. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned a number of things that I didn't expect to. So uh, that's good. Um, Kevin, how do you uh, define success? Well, I think, 
Now, you didn't tell me, Terry, you're going to ask me all hard questions today. Uh, I, 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 here's my answer to that question. I think it starts with defining for yourself uh, what your destination is, what your purpose is. And so if you want to talk capital S success, it, it's a, it's an ongoing journey towards a valuable destination. Mm. That would be my answer. Uh, now, obviously, we can have small s successes all the time, right? And in those cases, success could look like I, I was able to achieve the three most important things on my list today. That's success, right? So it can mean lots of different things. But if you're asking me sort of the big success question, I, I think that'd be my answer. Okay, good, good. Yeah, there's there's no wrong or right, you know, correct? Well, I think that I think sometimes people get uh people get stymied by thinking about that because they're not sure they think there's a right answer or they grew up at thinking there was a certain answer or that success equals some sort of monetary thing. It might for you. Uh, I, I would like to hope that, that, that you make it broader than a monetary number. Uh, and, and yet it, it needs to be something that's meaningful to you and, and that you're, you're moving in the direction of, right? So it's not, it's a, it's a journey more than a destination. Right. Okay. Good, good. Um, is there um, anything that I haven't asked you uh, that you would like to share with our audience uh, that we obviously haven't talked about? Well, that's a great question. I love to ask that question as well. <laughs> so uh, I, I would say that, you know, if, if people who are, listening have found anything that I've said to be of use or of value, I ho I'd hope they'd uh, come take a look at Kevin Eikenberry, K-E-V-I-N-E-I-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y.com to take a look at the kinds of things that we offer, the services we provide. But but more important than that, Terry, that they would just go and check out our newsletters. We have a variety of newsletters that are for free. Uh, and I'd love to have people if you found anything I said useful, if you found uh, maybe some resonance with the with the way that I answered your questions, Terry, then maybe people do that. So uh, I'd encourage people to go check check out our site and specifically then just go to kevinikenbray.com slash newsletters to see what we've got going there. Awesome. Um, well, Kevin, you know, with all the success that you've had, um, and I hate to beat a dead horse over 30 years. <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> what do you think and i know none of us have a crystal ball but what do you think is your biggest challenge going forward well i th one of the challenges for us is that you know my wife says that kevin is never going to retire which is probably true at some level but one of the things i think about a lot is how do we as an organization continue to add greater and greater value our mission is to help make the world a better place by helping leaders be more effective. And, and so part of the challenge for me is to continue to think about what is, how do I continue to evolve my role so that, uh, that our impact can continue and mm -hmm. that, and that it doesn't require me in the same ways that perhaps it has in the past. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I know you, uh, you routed off your website and the newsletters and, uh, that's at the bottom of the screen. We've got your website, phone number, and all that good stuff at the bottom of the screen for you. Um, and so I don't need to ask you uh, uh, if there's something spe some place special you would like people to go to learn about you because you've already mentioned it. So, uh, And uh, you've been so deliberate 
uh, in answering my questions that I'm out of them. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you said when we started, Terry, that this will take as long as it will take. So I don't know how long it's taken, but I guess we're we're finished. Uh, l- listen, it's been a pleasure to be with you and to share some of the things that uh, that that I've learned uh, over the years. And you know, for everyone who's listening, uh, you know, I I know that that for most of you, we have some things in common that we're we're either working in, leading in or have created businesses. And, and I think, and so I congratulate you for that. I congratulate you for making a difference uh, in your local economy, making a difference for your employees and, and, and making a difference for your customers. And and so Terry, it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Well, I I appreciate that, Kevin. And it's been an honor to have you on. Uh, So folks, I guess that's, uh, uh, that's it for this week's episode. I guess, but please remember, uh, you know, a couple things. Uh, first, join in next week for our next episode of Better Business, Better Life, building on your uh, success. And two things. Uh, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And number two, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So I'll leave you with that, folks, till next week. Uh, take care and thank you for joining us. This has been the Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success podcast. If you have questions about creating tax-free wealth and income, forward-looking tax mitigation, strategic risk mitigation, wealth preservation and legacy planning, and advanced financial management, go to DuponAdvisory.com or email Terry at DuponAdvisory.com. 49 Faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.